Hello and welcome to the podcast. This is Shannon, your beer mistress. The professor. And today, Mr. Chris is back once again. <laughs> Hello. Welcome to the Micro Brew Review, everyone. This is episode 82. We're back downtown in Philly in a beautiful apartment on a beautiful day. Ah, I love spring. And today's beer is actually brought to us internationally. By kind of. <laughs> <laughs> if you can count. Well, oh, no, I shouldn't count. say that. Of course it is. Of course it counts. I'm sorry. According to Im- import taxes, anyway, it's totally a thing. What is it? They're all from the same brewery, is that correct? I believe so. Granville Island Brewery. Which is in Canada, guys. Sorry, this that's the correct. joke that we didn't let you in on. <laughs> it is international. It's from another country. Specifically Vancouver. Vancouver. I've never been... And this is part of their Black Notebook series. And uh, I know we, uh, we said to Chris, you know, what, what do you want? And he said, pretty much anything but a brown ale. <laughs> so we're going to start things off with the uh, old school. It's a Scottish ale. And um, it's uh, chestnut colored or chestnut brown. <laughs> but it's a, a strong beer. Um, which is more of a description of its style than its actual ABV, only coming in at a 6.25. Yeah, it's a very British style for a beer. Yeah. I was so hoping you would use the bottle opener that Chris bought you. Oh, I didn't even bring it this time. We did use that last time, though. That's true. Uh, And I actually, I had a friend of mine post on Facebook today. Uh, They received a gift, and it was a bottle opener that was very similar, but different. And I thought, oh, I have something like that. Similar Theirs was not keychain worthy though. Oh, okay. Which I, it's a big addition, big, uh, big selling point for me. So Chris, did you go to this brewery or did yeah. you? Yeah. Okay. So, um, the, well, they're, the main brewery is outside of Vancouver, but they have uh, a, a smaller brewery right on Granville Island. Granville Island sits right in the middle of Vancouver. Um, so you can actually go and sit in their brew pub and Enjoy their and enjoy their libations. fine beers. Yes. So, and when we were there, I believe they had the Shamrocker, which I think we're going to have later. Um, final. And uh, they may have had the old school. I don't remember whether. I gotta they had say, it. I really like their names, and yeah. I like their label art. I feel like Cousin Max would approve of uh, all of these things. That is how um, I view the world now, in terms <coughs> of label art, is whether or not Cousin Max would approve. Uh, the old school has a very aristocratic. Uh, oh, it's chunky. Lion. That's great. Rocking a uh, an old. Uh, boombox. Boombox. Very. Like uh, an '80s boombox. Yeah, like an '80s boombox on his shoulder. Well, and it's it's got the the British old A U. Yes, A A U L D. A U L D. Like old Lang Syne. Exactly. Yep. Nice. Exactly. So yeah, I'm thinking maybe the fact that these are Canadian is kind of excellent for the fact that we are going to experience the original style of what these beers are. So Chris, having spent some time in Scotland, I don't know, is there a phrase pure dead? I don't know that one. Okay. What's it look like? Well, it says heaps of roasted malts and a wee bit of hops, pure dead brilliant. Oh, sure. I can can imagine that. Not heard that uh, particular combination. But the brilliant is, is, uh, brilliant is for very, sure, but the pure dead. Very... So one more time to make Jason smile upon us, even though he is not here right this now. This is Granville Island's Brewings, uh, old school Scottish ale. Old, A-U-L-D. A-U-L-D. Old school. For those of you who are trying to Google it right now, that's Trying to Google it right now. And school is S-K-O-O-L. As you do. Naturally. Just to, you know, upset all of the teachers that have educated you throughout. Well, it's like Fruit Loops, right? F-R-O-O-T. Uh, <laughs> right. L- yeah. Well, yeah. there is no fruit in Fruit Loops, Of course Chris. not. I don't want to be the one. But I don't think there's any school in this. So, <laughs> you know. So I would like to take this moment to say a huge congratulations to the recent winners of our Game of Thrones iPhone covers and Dashing Rogue prize packs. Uh, it was very interesting because we had no entries for like the first four days and then on day five it kind of blew up it was awesome i'm not sure if that's when they finally got around to listening to the podcast or they were just checking out what was going on online but uh john russell uh, who is from pittsburgh won via facebook and bucks beer chick uh, her name oh what is her real name i don't remember off the top of my head 
Uh, but she's from Bucks County, Pennsylvania. Bucks Beer Chick won via Twitter. So they're getting their prize packs. Congratulations. They'll be in the mail shortly. And for the record, John Russell said he actually owns a bar out in Pittsburgh, and we are more than welcome to come out anytime and drink for free, and he would love to podcast with us. If can't that's, turn that down. If that's not a great can't reason turn that down, to make a road trip, I don't know what is. Yeah, I hadn't heard that I part. I was like, John Russell, we've never met. We should meet. <laughs> <laughs> we should be good friends. <laughs> sounds like a great way to uh, start a relationship. <laughs> Come drink for free. We'll give you some iPhone cases and you give us some beers. You can't argue. So how do we feel about this? I this like it. old school. It is old school in style, I think, but it's... Well done and straightforward. Um, it's I a, do not like the nose. It is my version of a session beer. You don't like the nose? Not even a little bit. Compared mm. to that exotic liqueur we tried right before this, <laughs> which, do you remember what it's called, Chris? Amarula. Amarula. For, for our audience members' benefit, it is a, an African liqueur. South African. South African, even more specific. Where they have the fun accents. It has. Well, you mean the British accents? Yeah. Oh, yeah. the Afrikaans the accent <laughs> specifically <laughs> is what it is. South Africa. Um, it was. It had the consistency of Bailey's, but the flavor of some exotic African fruit. Uh, almost a little cherryish. I was thinking of lychee. Yeah, I don't know. Either way, it was like sweet and cream and. It would be great in coffee, but the nose of this. It almost reminded me of um, like the generic fruit flavor in chocolate that you sometimes like. I can the, see that. Which like is why citrus. I said cherry, I think, because it's like yeah. a cherry cordial usually right. inside of a chocolate. You know, um, who's that one very generic company that kind of makes a terrible assorted box? <laughs> yes, well, like there are Russell many, Stover. There, or there, there are many yeah, companies that like make that. terrible I assorted boxes. But don't mind Russell Stover. I feel bad that that's the first one that came to mind when you said terrible. But either way, anyhow. So, I do not like the nose. I do enjoy the flavor, though. I'm a little sad that the head didn't stick around because I really, when you poured it, I thought it was beautiful and creamy and reminded me of a pint that I would get at a pub. At a at an English pub. Yeah. Yeah. I'm no, gonna guess I, that Chris likes it based on how much more he has drank than. Well, it's uh, um, it does remind me of things I had in the UK. Very much reminds me of stuff I had in the UK. Which is very um, the heavier Scottish ales. Do they ever spell school with a K in the no, UK? I didn't no, think so. no. They do, however, spell old that exactly that way. A U L D. There's many a pub with the name. I think yeah. I just don't like malts that much. I believe you. Which is only weird because you seem to enjoy drinking in Germany, but you've grown so much since then. It's been many, many years since you were drinking in Germany. It's been many years. And mostly I was pretty excited to be drinking. And then after like my second gallon of beer, I was a little... Less excited, maybe? No, I was still excited to be drinking. I just didn't care what I was drinking. I would love to go back to Berlin. If we wanted to find a way to have Dashing Rogue fund that trip, I would love to go back to Berlin. And Jason even knows some passable, speakable German. So Excellent. that would be a really... I met some girls from Frankfurt. I think I still have their information somewhere. I've been to Frankfurt. I, I would rather go to Berlin. Oh, I just meant we could hit them up as like tour guides. Oh. But see, I think Not really what you... Well, if it was me, I, you want to go, go southern Germany. You don't want to go to Berlin. Let's go to Munich. You want to go Bavaria. further south because they have, you know, these... these Dunkelweizens that are... Oh, I love Dunkelweizen! The Schneider. <laughs> oh, very yes. tasty. So cloudy and oh, rich and... Lovely. Lovely, lovely, oh, lovely. very nice. Yeah, I like the Dunkels more, but... Maybe I just don't like German beer. That much. In general. Well, see, I don't like the... I don't like the Kolsch's and things like mm. that. That's not Lager. my... Lager. You know, they... they, they you know, if you're gonna drink we're that. Ale society. Yeah, but if point. you're gonna if you're gonna drink that stuff, it's some of the best there is. But you know, if I can have a dunkel versus that, pfft, every day of the week and twice on Sundays. That's, well, and I've you know. I've also kind of decided recently that I'm not as much into Belgians as I used to be. Um, Pardon me while I take a moment and frown at you. I know. I feel like maybe they just got too sweet. Did really? they, or did your palate just start to love hops so much that you it think... It might be that. I think I'm just so inundated with... Uh, I think the last five cases of beer at your apartment were always hoppy. Yeah, I pretty much don't buy anything else now for home consumption. That I'll try other things when I go out, but I'm always looking for a nice IPA, which is only funny because 
for years, I was just like, I don't like IPAs. Those are gross. <laughs> yeah, but the IPAs, well, you know, I, I still haven't found a good IPA. I haven't found an IPA I like here, and some of that That's is. So I have a case of Spanish IPA that's very traditional. Really? Um, well, it's made in Spain by an English brewer. Okay. Um, and when I say traditional, I mean it's the very straightforward textbook version of each style. I should bring you one or two of those and see if that clicks more with what you're hoping for. It because the West Coast IPAs are just so strong and so yeah, yeah. They're just it's just a different. I'm not, I'm not going to say that they're <laughs> not good. I do enjoy. No, them, it's not that. It's, but it's just a very different thing. It's not you an know IPA. What IPA is supposed to taste like? Yeah. You they taste that it, and you're like, that's they not take an it to IPA. To the American extreme. Does that make sense? That's fine. All right. But that is what an IPA is supposed to taste like. That's what an American IPA is. No, I just to don't. Um, I so I heard an article or uh, an interview on NPR once, and I don't actually know what they were. The talking one about. time in his life, he I came in to like NPR. I came in halfway through, and it was probably on accident. Um, but it was somebody who was basically uh, talking about coffee and how iced coffee is just awful because that's not the way that coffee is meant to be. And in my <laughs> mind, I was thinking, meant to be. Okay, well, coffee is a fruit. It's actually a, like a seed inside of a fruit that somebody somewhere along the way decided that they would take all the fruit off, grind it up, and pour hot water over. After so they roasted it. Wait, there's roasting. After roasting. That's how coffee is supposed to be. I like, would think that's, that's how it. A, that's a lot of extreme. Like that's a far way to go to get from like here's my natural to state to like here's what you should be. So to say that you can do all of that, but then you can't ice it afterwards. He's like, oh, it just totally ruins the many. flavor. And I was just like, you're a douche. <laughs> I was just like, I don't like you. And, and more to the point, if I enjoy the flavor of iced coffee more than I like hot coffee, then that's exactly how it's supposed to be. Right. So for me, that's what I meant when I said that is how an IPA is supposed to taste, because I enjoy those That's how, if big, Ian is going flavors. out to order an IPA, that's what he wants it to taste like. Right. For me, that is so, what an IPA tastes like. The only, the only interesting question I think that, or, or, or point of disagreement I might have would be, I wonder whether or not there are more things you can taste if it's cold versus hot, right? Like sake, some of them you need to have hot because if sure. you have them hot, you can taste things that you can't taste if they're cold. Or you need to have them cold because Jeez. you can... Some cheeses, like, if you eat them when they come right out of the fridge, you're just like, this is very boring. Stout. If you let them sit for a little bit, it's like, Ooh, Ooh there's your friend. Yeah. So I have to tell you this. So, yes. Which, yes. But again, if I enjoy that cold brie, and that's something Doesn't I really like, yeah. and I don't like it as much when it's warm. Yeah. That's on me, I guess. But that doesn't mean that it's not like Jesus' natural state of being or whatever. <laughs> Yesterday, be I went to buy beer at our favorite local awesome craft beer shop and for the first time in a long time i went to buy cases usually i just buy a bottle or a six pack or whatnot i don't like the commitment of buying a whole case but jason needed some wine and kugel summer shandy <laughs> and if i was going to be there anyway i was going to buy beer because i we had finally blown through our case of dirt wool from victory uh, that only took you a little while uh, it took forever Ian kept coming and drinking half a one and leaving his bottle open just to help help us get through. I had to drive home. <laughs> so <laughs> really, no, okay. I, I actually love the Dirt Wolf. Oh, really? I would okay. just start drinking it and then we'd start podcasting and then I'd be like, I need to drive home. <laughs> <laughs> I can't keep drinking all this. So I, for myself, purchased the big beers case from Wirebacher. Wirebacher, nice. And nice then to have you back. Ian too. said, "Oh, here's some money. Will you pick me up a case or two of beer?" All right, so that's a lot of pressure in a place like this because they have an amazing selection. So I could have picked up, I could have picked up a case of Kolsch if I never wanted him to talk to me again. It could have happened. So first thing I saw... Fortunately, I know them well enough that I also could have returned and said a case of <laughs> So uh, I started with Flower Power because I knew no matter what, I would not disappoint you if I bought the Ithaca Flower Power. Solid choice. But I didn't want just one case because we're throwing a party in a couple of days. So I felt like if we had a little extra beer lying around, it wouldn't be a problem. So I'm looking all around and I don't see anything that really clicks for me. They had actually just redone their store. And as much as it's definitely easier to navigate, it is a tiny place. Like it is, what would you call, maybe like a 20 it's by like 14 room. It's like a little concrete room. room that basically maybe this big, which doesn't help you listeners, help but anybody. it certainly helps Chris. Um, 
you could maybe if you if you parked cars side by side by side without any room in the middle, you could put like four. Yeah, it's tiny, but it is floor to ceiling beer. So you pick what you want, and they pull it out and load it in your car for right. you because nice. it's normally like a huge stack in the middle it's and like then like Tetris. a surrounding wall. Yeah. So they have just restacked so that it's more pleasant to browse. Well, that's nice. That must have been a terrible job. Yeah, I cannot imagine. You pretty much just had to like take every beer bottle case down. And restack the boxes. With which they probably have two or two or three hundred just oh, sitting out sure. there. And Plus they so, have like a big back room area where right. in the fridge. The first time he took me there and he told me how great this place was, I was like, this is like one of the sketchiest places I've <laughs> like, ever <what>? bought beer. <laughs> Dirt hole. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? And then I, you start looking at the labels and it's excellent and you realize yeah. they have like really, tucked into the corner they've got like cases of triple caramelite yeah it's it's beautiful so after making my rounds and not having anything click that i felt as confident about as the flower power uh by the register there was a single ipa by unita uinta uinta which is the same company if you guys remember maybe like five episodes ago we did their imperial pilsner the the cow Yes, crooked smile, tilted smile, something. Tilted smile. The, but it was an imperial pilsner, and I said, "Oh, how is that?" And the guy behind the counter, whose name we still do not know, he is the grumpy one, which is awesome because he's actually quite friendly. But I guess he just his resting face is a little grumpy. Uh, he's well, he's sort of naturally from. Yeah. Like, doesn't. You know. But he works in beer. He'll, he'll say mean stuff, but not actually like mean it in a mean way necessarily. So he lights up and says, oh, yeah, people love that. I mean, they really come in raving about how great it is. I said, have you had it? He's like, nah. But they say it's great. I was like, cool, then I'll take a case of that. And as he went to start getting it, he stops and he turns and he goes, well, but you and Ian kind of have different standards than the average person, so I'm not sure you'll like it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Now you're in trouble. I bought it anyway. That's decent. And it's decent. But it it was a really... For our standards, affordable, affordable case of beer. So uh, I figured if we didn't like it, we'd serve it at the barbecue. Problem solved. Yeah. Pawn it off on you guys. There you go. Having a barbecue on Monday, folks. So I give the first one a thumbs up. I don't give it an A+, plus, but I give it a thumbs up. I think oh, it's yeah. Very nice. I give it like the undecided sideways thumb. Like, maybe I'll kill you, maybe I won't in Gladiator Arena. <laughs> oh, no. That's thumbs up. <laughs> thumbs up for me, but then again, you know. If this is democracy, Chris and I give it a thumbs up. That's, That's fine. right. You That's guys, right. I'm glad you enjoy this. But I, I would be with you. I'm not. I uh, I don't know that I would give it an A plus, but it is certainly solid beer. Well done. I liked it. I don't know that I need more than I just drank of it. So I was having a debate with a uh, uh, a colleague. Um, I teach at you know the university here. And, an uh, academic colleague. An academic. An academic colleague. Exactly. And we were discussing uh, discussing grading in students, and and I probably shouldn't say much more than that. But we we got into a, a how many bottles of wine were you in when you were voting? Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, you know, you try and start at least. You know, no. Uh, um, but uh, uh, we were talking about y- students who do more than they have to for the class, what they have to for the class, and not enough for the class. I personally think you should only give out A's, C's, and F's. And this this would definitely be you if know. Those are your three. Well, he Would asked, like why wouldn't it be B? He's like, yeah. He was like, why not A's, B's, and F's? And that was, and I'm like, okay, well, we could do that too, I guess. So that, I yeah. was totally category one. That was my life. Someone over fail. here would be category F. No, no, I, I don't believe it even. I would fail, me. but I would talk my way into that C. <laughs> well, you know, that's. He would like not turn in stuff. I, I literally wouldn't do work and talk my way out of it. Well, you know. Which is probably the best life skill you could learn in college, if you have to be honest. I, yeah, I tend to agree. <laughs> <laughs> What's next, sir? Uh, yeah, like, I just remember in one instance I had a, a history teacher, and, I, you know, I was at a performing arts school where, you know, it was clearly the, em- the emphasis. Uh, and I was just like, yeah, that paper that's due tomorrow, I'm really not going to have it done. And he's like, oh, what's going on? And I'm like, well, you know, I'm currently doing, like, I'm in three different productions right now. I've got rehearsals every night, and uh, which was—it was all true. I wasn't lying to him. Um, I'm sure I would have had some free time. I work on weekends, so I was doing all sorts of stuff. And he was just like, "Oh, you sound really busy. Why don't you just get it to me whenever you can, just by the end of the semester?" And I was like, "Okay." So I—I I did end up writing that one, and well. he didn't even penalize me for it. I even had 
Like my teachers would talk about me amongst themselves. I only learned this after college and be like, does anyone else think that Ian takes on like a lot of projects? Because <laughs> it'll be like, I'm directing him in one of like the school shows right now. And I know that he's doing like two of your scene studies. Plus I also know that he's part of this student group and he's in one of their shows. They're like, how does he do this stuff? Mostly just because I didn't have to do any of the schoolwork that went along with it. <laughs> <laughs> um, what are we drinking, sir? Um, Not to I have do. high No, no, that's, that was the end of my story. <laughs> I have high, high hopes for this one. This is the uh, Cloak and Dagger Cascadian Dark Ale. So this is another big multi one, but it also has three times the hops, uh, one of which is called Cascadian. Cascadian so I'm hoping uh, that it's going to be a nice citrusy kind of hop here. Um, now would be the time that I would like to remind you that when we go brewing with Berlin on June 6th, yes. he said he will recently have tapped the Citra IPA. I did see that, and I was very excited about that. Um, I, yeah. It's your favorite hop, I'm it sure is. of it. It is. The, the hop specifically? Just the hop? is the Well, so my... the. My very favorite IPA, since we were talking about it earlier, is Hill Farmstead's Double Citra. I've only had it one season, and I had it at two different locations for a very small, limited amount of time. It doesn't come in bottles. Philadelphia was lucky enough to get, like, four sixthals. I think I kicked two of them. <laughs> um, Good man. Yeah. And if he had to do it all over, he would kick all four. I would have done all four. <laughs> He'd kick as many as he could find, and that's it. Um, but it was brewed with the Citra hops, and it is hands down one of the most phenomenal. But it's a double IPA, right? It's yeah. stronger, yeah. It was really strong. Um, that's how I found Pallet Wrecker, actually, because I went in and I was like, let me get that double citra. And they're like, ah, we're all out of it. We do have the Pallet Wrecker. And I was like, <laughs> I'll get that. And it was good, but not nearly as good. Had you found the Pallet Wrecker first, you probably would have found it more satisfactory. The Pallet Wrecker? Yes. Oh, no, I, I still think the Pallet Wrecker is a great beer. It is very nice. I would not have found it more satisfactory than the double citra, though. Well, I know, but I mean, if you didn't have it to compare to the double citra. Sure. It was like a good close second, though. I was like, yes, this is a nice replacement beer. And also, good job to it's the It's not bars. like they brought me like a Bell's Too Hearted and been like, oh, yeah, this is also an IPA. It's like, yes, this is also an IPA. This is <laughs> but a very, it's not very great standard <laughs> But it's not. Standard it's not IPA. a hop slam to yeah. a, yeah. So one day, I hope to... So your know, high hopes are because the Cascadian... Hill Farmstead and just drink double citra year-round? I thought we were going to load the CRV up. I don't know if they even bottle it though. With growlers, <laughs> drive up, and then you stated. have to drink them all. We'd have better luck just getting um, the heady topper. Just get cases That's of that. That's true. That would be mm. awesome. Oh, it's nice. It's very dark for the. It doesn't have a dark flavor to it. It has a roasty flavor to it, but it's it very malty see. and roasty. But then it also okay, has that now kind of see, like. Okay, now I have to tell my story. Tell your story. Get in story. there, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> when I moved to Scotland, uh, I don't know if everybody knows this. You have a local. When you live in the UK, you have a local. The local is the closest pub. That is your local. Does it have to be the closest? Apparently. I didn't know. I mean, I, I, I'm a like noob. I have no idea, right? Parishes so. for the Catholics or something. Like it's a little bit. It's a little bit like that. It's not all I mean, I'm not Catholic, so I'm not sure what the rules are. Will people say, like, let's go to the local? Yeah. Okay. Oh, there you, so, so I get there. I've been there a couple of weeks. I meet this really nice guy, Ian. Not uh, true. Not, no, no, not not, <laughs> not you. That's <laughs> not, you know. Clearly. He's a nice. No. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, uh, Ian says to me, uh, where do you live? And I tell him where I live. He says, oh, so K's is your local. I say, K's? I don't even know K's. K-A-Y apostrophe K-A-Y apostrophe S. Okay. K's, K's Just because we talked about alternative spellings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It, K's pub. And I said, I have no idea where it is. He says, oh, you know, it's on India Place. I'm like, I've been here three weeks. I don't, I don't know. He's like, we'll go. So now I'm on a pub crawl with a Scott, which, oh. yeah. That was so, a little early for all that. <laughs> it was, yeah. yeah you got to so, you gotta break that in quick. Yeah, yeah. So, but we get to Case, and there's this gentleman. Now, you got to imagine, he's a big, burly guy. Uh, he's got a handle, waxed handlebar mustache. And We're I kid kill, you not. I so hope. No, no kill. Uh, no, 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 no. But in he's, my mind, he is. But, it, <laughs> well, anyway. <laughs> um, 
The point is, he's standing behind the bar, and I look up, being a, kind of a whiskey nut myself. The 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 whiskeys behind the bar, really, you know, just lovely selection of stuff. These are scotches to the rest of you. But oh to yeah, in sorry. Scotland, single malt, single malt, single malt scotch, uh, single malt whiskey. Um, anyway, you know things thing, from things from distilleries that are closed. You know, it, 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 brilliant. Anyway, and then they got seven real ales that are on the you know, the little beer engines. Fraser's standing behind the bar. Big, classic Scottish barman, waxed handlebar mustache, and Fraser and I got along much better after this. But 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 initially, initially I, I walk in and I'm there and I'm there and Ian says what he'd like and and I said, I'm sorry I don't know any of these I don't know any of these beers, um, and he said, Ugh, well what do you like? And uh, I, I said, what? I don't remember what I said. No, I, because I, I wouldn't have said what, he had this standard line. The point of the whole story, I've not, I'm now telling it poorly. The point of the entire story was people would come in and I heard somebody else do it. I think it was the girl right in front of me. Says, because I would never do this. Anyway, said, oh, well, I don't like dark beer. And he said, well, dark's a color, not a flavor. <laughs> it's not a, it's and true. that was Which the, is very true of, it's, I would say, this beer. Right? This is, yeah, it is. And I was going to say, it is darker in color than the, than the well, old school, even, which surprises me a great deal. But um, That's what I have found. I love, at this point, finding people who tell me they don't like beer. Because my next question is, what don't you like about beer? Yeah, well, they don't know. And, well, but is so it... I like it in theory, but in practice, they're just so... They're not even willing to. Close they're not even body. willing to think that they might be wrong and that there could be a beer out there. Is that it, it's a little annoying? Is it the body of the beer you don't like? You know, is it when they well, when most people of tell me Guinness is heavy? I'm like, no, it's not. Okay, but, it's but, about I don't know. <laughs> but <laughs> most of them. <laughs> but most of the people who say that have never even had an ale. Yeah. Exactly. They, they've only ever drunk lager, oh. and you're like, for God's sake. Or I think whole, nobody likes that. <laughs> there's a whole, nobody <laughs> likes that. Anybody who likes beer doesn't like that. Every once what? in a while you find a girl who's never had anything but the double IPA, her boyfriend hands her, and I'm like, well, no wonder you're starting, you know. Half you're, a frambois. Yeah, you're yeah. starting with the extreme. There's something else. Right. Um, I was in, did I tell you this story about going to Dock Street? Years so. and years and years ago when Dock Street was downtown, I went to the Dock Street brew pub. And in Philadelphia. In Philadelphia. And this, uh, I, I, we used to hang out there. And um, this set of uh, ladies, we'll say, from, from, from Wharton came in. And it, it's a brew pub. And since it's a brew pub in downtown, they're not allowed to serve anything but the beer they brew, right? right? Absolutely. So, nor would they want to. They nor would they to want to because they make great beer. Um, anyway, uh, so we had spent most of the evening there and had sampled all the beers and loved it. And it was great. Anyway, this woman comes to because I'd like a gin and tonic. And the bartender very politely says, well, I'm sorry, ma'am, we don't have, you know, spirits? we don't have spirits. We just have, we just have beer. Oh, then I'd like a Heineken. Again, ma'am, I'm, I'm really sorry. <laughs> We're only allowed to serve. What? You don't have Heineken? <laughs> and you're just like, and you're thinking to yourself. Heineken lost the best of the worst <laughs> contest. For the record, I'm pretty well, sure Heineken was the worst of the worst. But that's just, it did. And I'm like, you know, there isn't anything they have here. That well, it just probably, blow she away. She wasn't even like willing to try because anything, anything she had wouldn't have tasted like Heineken, and therefore it yeah. couldn't have been beer. It couldn't have been well, beer. It couldn't, it couldn't have been, been good. good beer. Yeah, because I, see, I got into a long Facebook the argument wrong. the other day because one of my friends tagged me in a rant about summer beer, and the first thing that I said was that if I call a beer summery, it is the Shannon subtle way of insulting the beer because I don't I think most standard summer beer is pretty lame you know it's watery or it's just not very flavorful doesn't have a lot of dominant flavors so to me if I take a sip and like sometimes the brewer is standing there or sometimes you know the brewery rep is standing there and you're like ah, it's very summery yeah which <laughs> to them might mean oh it's bright or it's you know crisp and I'm like oh things are not what I want in a beer. Therefore, I'm choosing my words carefully, whatever. 
Um, but again, that's your personal preference. That's my that's personal not preference. to say that yep. they haven't done it's a true. good job of creating the beer that they wanted to create. So the and that the I problem is, is that some things sell well. And sure. some people want Jason junk. Jason loves wine and Kugel summer shandy. And several other shandies we're learning. Uh, there is nothing about it that in, I, if I wanted lemonade, I would It's like the lemonade. Arnold Palmer of beer, which yeah. is great because, hey, lemonade's delicious. And if you're going to have a lemonade, it might as well be at least 4%. Or I could make lemonade and drop a little vodka in there and just call it a day. Like, we don't... Sure. Again, back to southern Germany, they have a thing called a Radler. It's a variant of this shandy, okay. but it's German. And they're yummy. What's in that? Uh, it's... I want to say it's cider and beer. That I would that believe. Makes that sense. sounds delicious. Like, you know, the fermented variety, not yeah. the... Yeah. Um, huh. But... I don't know. Uh, frequently, you know, if it's hot, and you know, I spend a fair amount of time in southern Germany, if you're there and it's really hot and you're in the woods and you're like, there's very little that's better than that. That's one of those. I'd give that a try. Especially like, after biking all day, yeah. which, you know. Do you mean like riding a bicycle? Yes. Or a, yes, yes, yes. What a bicycle. What do you mean? Like a motorcycle? Biking? No. I'm pretty sure no one who's ever ridden a motorcycle has called it biking. Well, also, I can't ride a bike anymore. There's something about, like, torque and stuff that after the age of 12, I can't get up a hill to save my life. You need to understand how the flat. gears work. <laughs> That's what my husband says. You need to figure out how the gears work. <laughs> He's like, Shannon, it's not that hard if you understand the way you gears work. You put it in a tiny gear and then you just pedal really fast. It'll work. I'm not a gerbil. Also, I'm a human with a paying job. Can I just buy something that will make me go forward without me having to work for it? You can. Yes. <laughs> it's called a car. Uh, <laughs> I have one of those. Well. Actually, there are several new... Do you remember the other day, Ian, when we were like, walking the trail? It's I don't even know what it's technically called. The Balakinwood or the... I don't know. Uh, Whatever. Right. So it's like a three-mile trail near Ian's house. Four. Four. Even better. That makes more sense with my pedometer. Anyway... Uh, we were passed on the trail by a guy on a unicycle. Yes, an enormous unicycle. It was it was kind of awesome. It the was like wheel or the the wheel shaft was both the, actually. Okay. Was it yes. was it chain driven? I think so. He I pedaled mean, at one level and the wheels went around at another. If he was very high up, it must have been. But well, I mean, I mean, the wheel was probably. I don't know. I want to say like up to my hips. Ooh. It was a big wheel. You're a fairly tall fella at six foot. Yeah, he was probably at least like eight feet off the ground. Not like, like from wheel to the, the top of his head was probably eight feet. Okay. So I have started working for an organization in Chester County, Pennsylvania, that is promoting uh, car pulling, van pulling, green initiatives, biking to work, like just finding things other than clogging the roadways with more cars with one mm, person in them. Multi. Excuse yeah, me. that's all right. So one of the things that they would like to purchase to like give away as a motivator to large companies for you know finding alternatives, I don't remember what it's called, but they had me YouTube it the other day, and it's basically a unicycle. A Segway? No, it's a solo wheel. Is what you're talking. It's motorized. Yes. There is it's no electric. pedaling involved. You actually, and there's a handle. Yep. So you it's a have single like wheel. Balance and stuff. I so want one of these. It I want one. Me. I was <laughs> like, well, first off, if I'm going to bike, that's the way to do it. I wonder if that's what he had because he had a handlebar on his. Yeah. No, no, no. The solo wheel. This guy doesn't pedal. The solo wheel doesn't have a doesn't have a handle. It it's electric. Yes. It's okay. a, it's an electric. It's like a Segway, but it's a Segway with a single wheel, and the you, wheel is bigger than a Segway. Yeah. I like totally want to get one of these and become the professor who goes to class on a solo wheel. I'm going to become that guy. Oh, he's the guy. Oh, yeah, he's the one with the solo wheel. Oh, Ian, That's by the way, the... if you wanted to meet a real professor, you're looking at one. Wa-bam. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I saw the solo wheel a while ago. There was a, 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 some professional baseball player bought one. And would ride it to to practice, and he That'd took be better off. if he was a pitcher and he rode it to the mound, <laughs> wouldn't it? It'd be and very had, cool. like the bat boy ride it back. It'd be very cool. <laughs> That's awesome. But yeah, and and they got little. Oh, they're very cool. I'm I'm. It's just disconcerting to watch someone zip around like that without creating any energy. Like you're so used to having yep. it be. You know. Well, what about like the Tesla? You should just get a Tesla. Well, the the problem is so the price difference between a solo wheel and a Tesla. You know there is a there's a, a a white Tesla that parks right by work for me. I keep walking by it. I'm like, oh, someone has a Tesla, 
and I've seen it pull out. It's silent. Friend, it's yeah, disturbing. It's, my good friend <laughs> drives a Tesla, and he's oh. like, it's like driving a spaceship. Yeah. And he's like, you They're can't silent. hear it. There's no, like, accelerate. You're just going faster. Yeah. I read that whole very long online thing that was like, a graphic artist describes what it's like to own a Tesla. And it was awesome because I have never been in or even seen a Tesla. I've gotten to, to r- drive one. It was awesome. <laughs> I feel like most people who... You know, Rich shows up with his Tesla and is like, Rich, it's good to see you. Did you drive the Tesla? You know, I'm going to go see it. Can we? And it's like a, a little He was just like, do you want to drive it? Is I was it, like, I do. Is it white? <laughs> no, it's black. Okay. Then it's not the one that's up by. Well, well he works out in the burbs too. There you go. Uh, I've been told, I don't know if this is true, and maybe it's not the Tesla, maybe it's some other electric car, that you have to select engine noise for it. That you're because they're silent. Yes, so people can well, see no, your ears. Or so that you can hear. I think because we're so now. Jason has a car with a CVT, a continuously variable transmission. Mm-hmm. And for the first oh probably year that I would ride in it, it was so disconcerting because even if you're not driving, you know, a manual car, you can hear the engine click from right. gear to gear. Shift gears. Yeah. There is no shifting. Yeah. And I just remember thinking, like, I actually got sick the first couple times I rode in it because I was ready. You know, like, my body was ready <laughs> to have that forward momentum jostle and nothing ever happened. And I was sort of like, I can't figure out where we're going or how fast. <laughs> like, it was, my body couldn't uh, process it. Uh, now it's just, eh, whatever, it's the way that it rolls. Um, it was, I guess it was new technology. It's in a Nissan. There's a couple different Nissans that have it. But they cover your transmission for the life of the car because they didn't want people to freak out because they didn't have a transmission they could understand. So they're like, hey, no, you're never going to have to it's replace cool. it. We it's cool. We have fine. it. We'll it's, pay for it. We yeah. got the whole thing. Um, but I can only imagine if the CVT threw off, you know, my clock. If you say you're a 50-year-old driver and you've spent the last, you know, 34 years driving in a car that had a sound. Well, have you ever ridden in a hybrid car? Yes. And you stop at the stoplight, and there's no sound. And that just freaked me out. And you feel out. like it turned off. Yeah, I'm like, what happened? Did we stall? <laughs> and then, you know, and then, and then they step on the gas, and off we go. I'm like, where's the engine doing? What happened? I don't understand how this is working. It's like magic. The, the weirdest part for me when driving the Tesla was the whole braking system, where it's basically, as soon as you release, if you, if, as soon as you release the accelerator, because it's not a gas pedal, uh, it starts to brake. Okay. So there's only the one pedal. And oh, both the brake that's weird. And I guess there's like a, there might be another pedal as well, which is like the actual like in an emergency in an kind emergency. of brake. Um, but to to brake in general, you just release. So you just coast to a stop basically every time. But it's also actively braking and at the same time storing up that energy to recharge its own batteries and everything. Yeah. Um, so it was like a little interesting to kind of get used to that just being like oh i'm easing up and also braking which is like or you could just hold it steady and it would just continue at that steady does it have things like cruise control like is that a feature oh you know you didn't i drove it for like you know 10 minutes or something it sounds stupid but that's so my last car was a scion i loved it uh it was the xa which unfortunately they don't make anymore the only thing that I wanted in this car that they did not offer was cruise control. And they said you could take it aftermarket to a place and have them install it. I never got it. Uh, it was amazing. I loved the car. Uh, for $12,000, it was everything that an actor could ever hope to have in a vehicle. It was so much fun. I uh, got it amazing. And I remember at the time, it was maybe two or three years after the Prius just had come out and gotten the kinks out like they were finally a legit company instead of you know falling apart on the side of the road <laughs> uh, the, just the first year or two of the prius there were so many problems but that's it was new technology sure and i wanted a prius and as soon as i saw that i was getting 38 miles to the gallon in my twelve thousand dollar car i could not rationalize paying thirty thousand dollars for a car that got 48 miles to the gallon i was like doesn't make any sense to me uh but when it came time to get a new car, that was a really, that was a really hard adjustment. Um, the first thing I said was, oh, this time, this time I'm going to get cruise control because last time I couldn't <laughs> get it. Do you know how many times I've used cruise control in my new car? Three. One. 
and it's because I found a stretch of road where cops run a whole lot of radar. And so I was like, oh, I've got to put on my cruise control so I don't speed. Uh, it's not where I don't. I get better gas mileage without it. I stay more awake if I'm engaged while I'm playing. Or playing? Yeah. <laughs> playing, doing something else. Yeah. Oh, well, that's why I should be worried about getting pulled over. Anyway, uh, which beer did you like better so far? Yeah, I was going to say, let's bring it back a little bit to the oh, Cloak & Dagger yes. Cascadian Dark Ale. Definitely um, hoppier. I'm picking up the hops. I sure. like this one much better, uh, mostly because I get those hops out of it, which I enjoy, as we've stated. Had a little bit of a red hue. I'm for as dark as it was when the light hit my glass. There was a, a pretty nice, and not even an amber, like a true <clears throat> red hue to it. Yeah. So I think it's kind of cool how they describe it. It's called Cloak and Dagger, and the cloak is the black chocolate malts, and the yep. dagger is the hops. That's so it's See, kind of I like, can get that. It's kind of like, hey, we have this blanket flavor, and there's this like, there's a little edge to it. Uh, which I think is pretty cool. It's I have an a interesting feeling that it's uh, probably the most outrageous beer we're going to try from this brewery. Just because the first one seemed very straightforward Traditional style. almost. Yeah. And then um, this last one this sounds one. really kind of school, uh, cool. I'm sorry. I was thinking of the old school. Old school. school. <laughs> uh, but this is Shamrocker Potato Stout. So truly embracing the uh, and it's got a nice low the flow Irish point. the Irish there the Irish history uh, and it looks their logo is like Braveheart meets Kiss uh, so I'm guessing that's the Shamrocker I'm going <laughs> to guess that's the Shamrocker yes uh, as it were I still have never seen Braveheart really more amazing because last year I performed in the New Jersey Renaissance Fair where the theme was Robert Bruce and uh, William Wallace. Wallace. So the one nice, the, the, there's, I'll tell you, the two things I know, having lived in Scotland, um, any, any decent Scot will tell you, there's nothing factually correct about that movie. Yes. It's, it's tragic. Well, and we went to yeah, but the castle. Look at any movie. The, um, I'm sorry, but just Sterling, because it was it? a... No, but the Battle of Stirling Bridge, there's no bridge. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> the point of the whole thing was, there was a choke point, the army had to go through it. No. No, it doesn't happen, right? It's, this is it's crazy. So you poured it. The head is super thick, but big bubbles. Um, the, the head is not white, so don't think Guinness head. No. It definitely got well, some nice... Well, it's a potato nice, stout. Yeah. It's a potato it's be stout. A little more but it's already started to like bubble away. I'm a little disappointed. because. I don't know why you like head so much. I love it. That doesn't sound <laughs> super awful. It just, to me, it adds another dimension to the beer, to like a different texture, and I think it also puts like it does, the nose up there. Most places, like most beers that have that, it's designed to be there. They either want that head there or they don't. And so if the head goes away, it's just because, hey, it's carbonated. Like, you know, you pour Coke and you're going to get some head. Yeah, but I and don't drink Coke ever. I don't care. It still happens. <laughs> Anyway, so, tell me more about this beer, sir. I don't know anything about this beer. Um, I, I will say that they also have pairings on here. I like that more and more companies are doing that. Uh, the first one, the old school, uh, was recommended that you pair it with haggis, which I will say <laughs> I've never actually oh, had. Brilliant. Oh, brilliant. Brilliant. I'm more than willing brilliant. To, uh, to indulge, though. It's brilliant. It really is wonderful. How much did you have it when you were over there? Was it like you had to work up? Oh no. No, no, no. I but then again I I will eat anything. So that's um, that's uh Can but we admit to to Chris's new nickname? I don't not, know I mean, what it's my not new a nickname, nickname is. I guess, but the Ian and I have deemed Chris and his lovely wife Sabra to be our friends who are always DTE. Yeah. Down to eat. Well, yeah, but we are always down to eat. That's, and you know. And if it's last minute, we can be like, we have a reservation in 20 minutes and someone bailed. Can you be like, there? You guys want to go out? And they're like, yeah. if it's good food, yeah, you know, or I mean. It could be a month in advance and we're, you know, planning out because there's. Yeah, but you tell me you want to go to McDonald's, it's going to be like, oh, no. That's <laughs> very much. I'm sorry, I got my sock drawer to rearrange. <laughs> it's a very, very I'm complex on being task. Bulimic tonight. Yeah, it's a very complex task. Um, no, I tried. I tried the haggis probably the first month I was over there, and I had it at least monthly. I had it. Haggis is great. Uh, I would definitely eat it. The World's End. Yeah. Yes, that's yeah. where I had it because someone said get it and get it with the, the like a Guinness sauce that they put over. Yeah. It. Well, the best I ever had was at the Whiskey Society, but that's 
you know. What are you so many do? things in your life. So, so much, thing. so much of the world is so I much think better the than the whiskey. Five years, I would like to go to Scotland with, with you. Yeah. Oh yeah, we'll go. We'll society. go, dude. We will so go. That's, All right. uh, will you we're even doing like it. groom your beard for the occasion so you look? Yeah. Really no, I'll, I'll get a haircut and everything. <laughs> <laughs> you don't. Someone write that down. Don't really need one. That's well. the. Uh, I will say, I will say, I did start the Scottish utility cut. I used to wear my hair longer, and that was, you know, and then, and then you learn that it's going to rain most of the time. So when you have long hair, it just flies away. Well, no, my hair gets all wavy when it gets wet. So I, it, it would, you know, sounds like a very metro problem. Well, yeah, kind of, but you know, that's, but yeah. Anyway, anyhow, back to the pairings, right? The pairings. (laughs) Old school pair it with the uh, haggis, the cloak and dagger, the Cascadian dark ale. They recommended that you paired it with uh, braised meats and the shamrocker potato stout. They said with fresh oysters. Really? Um, So it almost makes it like an oyster stout, I guess. Hmm. Which I think is kind of interesting. Now I do like oyster stouts. I will have. I will have to say that the head is completely gone from my shamrocker at this point. Did you drink any yet? Uh, no. So, because it's always interesting to me to see, is it a reaction to like touching your lips or your saliva, or is it because it just settled? Nope. I it just settled. I have drunk mine and mine also. Yeah. It's and Um, that's okay. I'm completely good with that. In fact, you know, talk to my wife. I, I I complain regularly about. The presence of a large amount I of head on my beer. I showed a picture of the the beer that we get at Teresa's that comes with the cheese. That's mm-hmm. basically just like four ounces of beer and then all head. And you're like, it's well, more why than would that? I? Because that cup because is so it big. Because settles, though. So, I mean, it definitely. Well, and the glass is so big. Yeah. That it's it looks like four ounces, but, but it's like a huge saucer. But he was complaining about the head on beer, and so I showed yeah. him the extreme yeah. example. Yeah. It's called that like would, far. Or it would far make me crazy. No. I don't forget what that was. It's actually quite delicious, but the first time they served it to me, I wondered oh. if someone didn't know what they were doing. But it's <laughs> just the way you serve the beer. Well, it, and especially yeah. I mean, it's a Belgian beer, and that's definitely how you serve Belgian beers. They're always they always have big head. Yep. Um, and it's a huge goblet. That tulip yeah. glass and that whole yep. design style of glasses came around because that style of, of head that came with it. And when you sip it, the head goes back and the beer comes forward, so you're not just taking, it's not like a pint glass where you'll right. be like, okay, I'm three sips in and I haven't actually touched liquid yet. Well, and when you sit down, or when they sit it down in front of you, so it, there's a, an asterisk in the menu that says, this comes with cheese, and I don't even know why. I mean, interesting and great, and I, I love just it. Just because it's supposed to pair really well with that cheese. Um, but they sit down this huge goblet and it's completely full, but probably 80% of it is head, and. 20% of it is liquid when they sit it down. And it does settle a bit. Like It becomes a, a bigger serving of beer than you might originally think. But it's a very satisfying, flavorful, like great quality beer. Um, but compared to everything else that you're probably going to order and enjoy while you're there, it's when it's served, everyone sort of turns and is like, oh, but where's the rest of it? Yeah. <laughs> but where's the rest of it? Please, sir, may I have another? No, wait. <laughs> Chris, you looked very satisfied by this particular beer. Um, I, I was a little, well, I guess I drank a lot of it. Uh, but that's, you know, that's the third beer. Good, um, good problem, good problem. Yeah, I, I, I will say... Um, These are probably the lowest ABV beers we've had maybe ever, except the Africa podcast, perhaps. Sorry, I missed that one. What? Two sixes and a four, mm. I guess, is what we're looking at today. Yeah. So, I certainly like the old school and the the cloak and dagger better okay. than this. Um, and I, which is funny because I normally really like stouts. Um, it's but not a very stouty stout. It's, it's not, not a very stouty stout at all. And that's the body could especially. Be the I think it's very watery for a stout. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It doesn't have any of that like creamy texture. No, full body. It doesn't have the, the umami, the, the mouthfeel. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have the big, heavy, stouty, you know. It has a bit of the bitterness of a stout, like the um, roasted malt bitterness. But yeah. That's sort of where it ends for me. Yeah. It also I've, has a, there's a certain lingering flavor that happens with certain beers, uh, which I generally attribute to beers I don't like. I think it's metallic. Yeah. This one in, in particular. A little I think bit. The finish is a little metallic to me. Yeah, I could get that. Uh, oh, I just remember, like, when I was in Colorado, I had the New Belgian uh, fat tire, and I was just like... Oh. 
Now, I see, just, I, I like, like a I fat spent. tire. See, my gripe is when people tell me fat tire is craft beer. I'm like, no, it's not. Nah, not really, but it's, no. But it, five like, years ago, it probably right. was. Sort of like Sam Adams isn't craft beer. It just isn't. Well, see, I've been drinking, I've been drinking fat tire and, and stuff out of uh, left hand. Uh, for years and years and years because I go out there every year for yeah. this music festival and and you know 10 years ago that those were mm -hmm. very sure. small and again compared <laughs> to Heineken and Miller and PBR that was that's a really really yeah. stellar beer oh yeah um, but now that America has created so many new breweries just it doesn't pull its weight anymore there was a, an interesting article that I recently read from the uh, the Drink Philly website. Um, and you mean the Naked Brewfest? No, that's, <laughs> what? that's one Naked of Brewfest? Yeah, what? there's a, a Brewfest where clothing is optional. No. I don't even know if it's optional. No. I think you it's kind of mandatory. You can't clothed. Oh, really? Yes. Wow, nudity is mandatory. Okay. And there's nothing about my beer gut that wants to take clothing off. Yeah. Well, see, now that's just it. You're thinking... I know a lot of guys who really like their beer. I, you know, pretty I, sure I don't want to see any of them naked. No. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and I don't know that many really hot women that I'm going to want to. Especially ones that want to show up to a party with a bunch of fat naked. Really dudes. fat naked hairy guys that like beer. That's <laughs> well, just not going to be the. Who has a gone to a lot of beer festivals and b poured beer at beer festivals? The percentage of guys to girls, it's oh yeah, it's always. Like, I'd say 60, 40, 70, 30, somewhere in there. 70, always, 30, it's I definitely growing. It is always skewed. But again, I think you're going to chase away a lot of that new female clientele by being like, "Hey, it's all naked dudes." And you got to strip <laughs> down. By the way, yeah. is the beer much cheaper as a result oh, of this? Say, it's probably more expensive yeah, <laughs> or free, I guess, like time. admission. You know. Well, right, so sorry. now the question is, who's the clientele? I don't understand who. The, anyway. Yeah. Um, but it was uh, an interview with uh, maybe the guy from Coors. Uh, it was one of the. Disappointing. It was one of the yeah. big. Uh, well, they were quoting an article from him, and basically he was saying like. He was blaming their their sales have been continuously dropping for good reason a number of years now, uh, and with good reason. And he was basically he was like blaming hipsters for just liking anything that's not, you know stereotypical or good or anything and the end of the article was like well we're pretty sure that most market things kind of sort themselves out and your product is usually what sells you know it either sells or it doesn't and currently sir your product isn't selling so, <laughs> so for a year or two you can blame right you, you can know, be like oh you know yeah pbr it's really popular i'm sure their sales have quadrupled because of hipsters sure that doesn't necessarily account for the dip in Coors and miller and Budweiser sales. Now, see, that's interesting because before I moved to Scotland, I had friends who were introducing me to PBR. Is PBR still big? Yes. It is depends it really? on the It's okay. big depending on the clientele. Yes. Okay. It is very much a hipster beer. Yeah. Uh, Which I, don't I will say why. there are certain establishments where they will sell them for like $8 a can at music venues. Really? <laughs> well, there you <laughs> yes. go. Specifically one thing. And at least why? you're getting. Why? Uh, In order to beat the, head, the, right. the hipsters they all, about they the head and shoulders. Have like solid beer, they have victory and stuff, yeah. which is like twice the ABV and actually a good taste of beer. 100% more flavor. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Well, hey, go. if you want to spend $8 to be a hipster, uh, so it's on you, my God friend. God bless Facebook. Um, my uncle has recently retired and had now spends a lot of time on Facebook. Does he work for Facebook? Yeah, I was no. wondering whether or not it was Facebook caused his retirement or but what the... But he is... Two things. Number one, one of the only people in my family that uses Facebook. And number two, one of the only people in my family who drinks. So he has been weighing in recently quite a bit on my Facebook posts. And he came to Victory in Downingtown. And I just specify because there is now two Victories. But he went to the Victory in Downingtown last week and was displeased. He said that he found one or two beers that he liked. But overall, it, he thinks Trogues is much better. And... Uh, I well, they do make some very nice things. I mean, Trogues is pretty and great. They I, make I, might, I might agree with your uncle. I do too, actually. Said, and yeah. I told him, I was like, yes, I agree. I like the Dirt Wolf. Uh, depending, I like the Old Horizontal, and I don't mind the Golden Monkey. But for everything that they serve, that's I just listed three beers. I want to love them. They're close to home, and they're you know a local. They company. make a really solid, standard, everyday beer. 
And then they have some really excellent exceptions to that rule. Sure. Uh, and a lot of it, I think, is, hey, they're local and we see a lot of it. So, A, we're probably a little bored with it. We don't, because we can get it all the time. But also affordably. Because yeah, and affordable. So, like, or... yes, as far as quality beer for the price, please yeah. send me more victory. But not the Prima Pills. That's the other <laughs> Facebook fight I've had recently. But Prima Pills is a fine beer. If you like pills. Nerr. <laughs> yes, that would be the correct ending of the word. Um, but I don't I've, I've I have enjoyed a Prima Pills. I'm sorry. Uh, thanks, guys, for joining us. This episode is over. I'm not this sure. Professor. To, <laughs> I don't know how to Bye. proceed after you said that. <laughs> We're done. I'm not saying I buy a case of it. I'm saying I've had one and enjoyed it. It's not a bad beer. They didn't make a bad Pilsner. He's like, they're having a fight. How do I No, I'm nice just, I'm just, I'm just thinking to, to myself, I've never had a Pilsner I liked. So I got, I got nothing That's for exactly that. exactly the fight I got that nothing I on this. Have you had it, the Prima Pils? I'm, I have. It, it's a solid Pilsner, but it's still a Pilsner and I don't like it. But it's like a hoppy it. Pilsner. No, but, no, in fairness. It has a hop on the front of the label even. I mean, they are admitting. A very, yeah. a very sage friend of mine who was a beer judge back in Minnesota used to say, it's not about whether or not you like the beer, it's about whether or not it's good for style. Yes. And Which is why I think that's, that's great. So we can say they make a good pills or they make a fine pills or whatever. I find pills so uninteresting that I, I, I would have a difficulty. I like at least one Pilsner because I yeah. am the beer mistress and I drink beer all the time. Nah. And I feel like My life is short. But I, I don't have to. I, <laughs> I don't have to. You're the beer mistress, you, you know, and, and you guys, it's your job. Me, I'm like, yeah, I don't have to. I don't like, I don't like brown it's ales. It's not our job to like beers that we don't like. True. We're honest, and sometimes that gets us in trouble, but I'd well, rather get in trouble and drink beer I like and be honest about what I enjoy. Okay, I'm going to be honest about what I don't like here, which is the beer we're drinking right now. I got to tell you, this is not aging well at all. I think it was the correct beer to finish on, but it was not the best finisher. Oh, no. Uh, You were saying it's got a metallic thing, and the metallic thing is getting more pronounced as it 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 kind of sits for a little. Um, It's not, you know. I, when I Mm. saw the label. I think we can call this game. Yeah, when I saw the label, I was a little excited. It just seemed. Especially based on how traditional some of their styles were, I thought this was it. This was like the European style stout that was going to be just a nice four percent single. But it's not. No, it just it is. There's nothing right about the body, the balance, the flavor. It's just not there. It's and it's light. It's I really... don't dislike it as vehemently as you do. However, I don't like it. If I can, if we're going with that A C F thing, this is it's, it's a C for me. Oh no, this is an F. I like the A C F rating. This is an F. <laughs> This is an F. Maybe we're going to steal it? Yeah. ACs and Fs, man. What's your thought, Ian, before we wrap up? Okay, so since we normally do three beers, let's do ACF. Okay. <laughs> uh, for me, Cloak and Dagger is going to be my A, Old School will be my C, and the Shamrocker will be my F. Chris? See, I would go the other way. I'd go Old School A, Cloak and Dagger, C. So in the order we drank them. In the order, and definitely oh, F. Oh, so we ended on a sad note for you. I'm sorry. Yeah. Nah, that's well, okay. for me as you well. Know, it happens. You know. Honestly, the stout is my F. I still don't mind it, but I don't like it. Um, well, it's like the game Marry, Kill. Other things? And the other word. <laughs> Have um. relations with <laughs> snog. I believe you, gotta kill. The, uh, you still have snog, to kill Mary someone at the end of the game. Can we tell you? I meant to bring one for you. So the Unita, the beer. I can't say it. Uinta. Uinta. The the beer is called Hopnosh. <laughs> so I meant to bring nice. you one because there he completely stumped my husband on what the word nosh means. Jason had no idea that it it's meant hungry. A little, it's a little nosh. Yeah. yeah. You need anyway, a little nosh. Um, I enjoyed both. Beer one and beer two for different reasons. I think for you my have own. To pick a favorite. These aren't two children <sighs> that you can say you love equally. They certainly aren't children, or we wouldn't be enjoying them right now. Um, <laughs> then I'm going to go with the Cascadian. I as your just, A or your C? As my A. Um, okay. In terms of if I was just going to sit down and drink a beer, that one's more to my liking. But I think they're both pretty solid otherwise. So. 
Good job, Chris. Thanks for bringing these back from Vancouver. And if you ever travel again, please think of us once again. Well, you know, you walk into places and you see a whole bunch of beer and you think, well, you know who (laughs) needs some of this. That's These kids. It's just easy. So episode 82 was a lot of fun. Thank you for Checking out some good old Canadian beer. And again, we've talked some smack about Canada. But I think Canada actually does have some good offerings. I think these were some... Pretty solid examples. I'd love to see I what else what they I'd can like do. To point out here, well, especially in the craft beer area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's, these yeah. came from Vancouver. When I talk about my craft beer in Canada experiences, I was in Ontario. Yeah, and that's a different... And that is the place where Pilsner is the signature style. Sure. So maybe sure. the next time I go back, I need to be drinking myself through... Yeah. Though I have recently, thanks to the magic of LinkedIn, mm-hmm. reconnected with a brewery rep that I had met when I was up there, and he was the guy at the big beer event saying, oh, you're a true beer lover? Well, I'm supposed to offer you these two beers, but hold on a minute while he disappeared into the back. And get you the real beer. (laughs) He no longer works for the brewery, but now owns two different bars. And so he said, if you ever find yourself up here again, I would love to entertain the beer mistress and the professor. So, Well, you better go. Go, go, go. Let's do it. Get on the road. Until next time, this is Shannon, your beer mistress. The professor. And Mr. Chris. Mr. Chris. (laughs) We had a great episode. Check Thanks us for out joining at dashingrogue.com or facebook.com slash dashingrogue. Good times, kids. See you then. <laughs>